0: we've grown the department in ways that would have not been possible had we not been working together. And everything that we've done, we've done together. And we've worked on together. Every iteration of a deliverable to a client gets improved upon.
1: Every startup and tech company is after one main thing creating a company culture i'd like to introduce you to poppin poppin is more than just a popular furniture company they are a culture creator poppin is so proactive about embracing our community culture bringing everyone together at their incredible silicon beach mixers definitely go to poppin.com mention we are la tech to get on the invite list poppin's main mission is to create an atmosphere where we together can work happy p o p p i n. dot Welcome back to the We Are LA Tech podcast. We have a super special micro series happening right now where we are celebrating the most fabulous women in tech here in Los Angeles. And I am so, so excited to bring to you our next guest. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us who you work for and what your specialty is.
0: Hi, I'm Liana Purcell. I work for a company called Influential, and I'm a strategist. What that means is that I do all the social intelligence and analytics behind helping brands find influencers that work for them.
1: Now, where in L.A. is Influential, where is it based? It's in Beverly Hills. And how long has the company existed? Only about three years. It's a pretty uh, new company. And do you know the story, the origin story of like what what inspired Influential to be created? Yeah, so the founders actually were deeply involved in social. They
0: got uh, different uh, tags, different handles, such as at Travel on Instagram. Whoa, um, right? That's epic. Uh, as well as other social and uh, media ventures, and that got them started. Uh, in the industry. And they realized they could make a whole lot more money doing uh, influencer marketing. And then you came on board, you said, about a year ago? Uh, About six months ago, actually. About six months ago. Super new, yep. And how did you find the role? I found the role, I believe, through, it may have been either AngelList or LinkedIn. And what attracted you to the position? I like the position because in my previous role, I actually was really involved in the analytics behind social media for um, very popular TV shows and I found that well I, I was also doing the social media the creation the planning the an- analytics and what I found was that I like the analytics most and so when I found a job that was solely in analytics I thought wow that's a job for me and they liked me too because I actually in my last job created a content analytics program and they had never what, seen built that before it? uh yeah yeah what? Wait, so you're an engineer as well? Not exactly. It was more of a how can we analyze the content that we're putting out on social media and how can we categorize it to see what's
1: doing well on each account. Would you say you're a bit of a data scientist? Yes, definitely. And when did you first realize that you were passionate about technology or data?
0: I think I've always kind of known it. I've always played, you know, video games, I guess, when I was a kid. And I'm super organized. And I think that kind of comes hand in hand. And I think data scientists and people that deal with data in general have to be a little bit creative. And so it combined, you know, creativity,
1: uh, data science, all the things that I liked. And what has been your trajectory to getting to where you are today? Where did you start? Walk us through the journey.
0: Yeah. So I graduated from Emory with a BBA degree And while I was there, I did a lot of uh, analytics classes and including marketing classes, but actually only a couple of those. And I found that the job that was going to be right for me was going to be something that involved a lot of different aspects of creation of analytics. And I realized when I was looking for my first job, I've only had two jobs so far. Uh, but <laughs> epic! <laughs> but they've been like epic jobs. They've been really great. <laughs> yeah. I've been really lucky to work where I've worked. And um, I thought, what better than to combine, you know, writing skills, copywriting. Um, I did design work. I created memes, actually, for my first job. Um, and uh, my skills in organization as well as skills in communication with the client for the first job. And that
1: was that social media position. and. Okay, so, I mean, this is nothing new, but I've been paying a lot of attention lately to social influence and the kind of um, conversion effect it could have on sales, on um, influencers selling merchandise. You know, all the YouTube influencers are now creating their own T-shirt shops. And there's even an L.A. company called Fanjoy. They're, They're using Fanjoy to power creating merchandise. What would you say the difference in power is between an advertiser on a television show versus, like, an advertiser with a YouTuber or another social influencer? Like, uh, can can you really trust the delivery and the quality because it's not backed by a large organization? And does one with a TV show have the type of intimate conversion that a YouTuber can have?
0: So the way we like to answer that question is that social media is part of a marketing mix. And one of our claims to fame is that We specialize in attribution. We've done a few new things lately with attribution, such as uh, geolocation. So what we're able to do is see where your customers are uh, in regards to your store, see if they visited your store, and connect that with, have they seen one of your ads? So we're able to provide that information where, say, you know, 100 people saw this ad. Right. uh, And... You want to know who of those people that saw the ad came into the store. We can provide that to you so that you know how well your ad is working. Uh, We also do a large amount of different analytics for our social campaigns that tell them, you know, this is how many people engaged, so this is how many people saw the post. We can actually tell them, and that's kind of how our job works. Uh, We go based on impressions, uh, based on... Uh, engagements like comments and likes and that is one thing that the clients always love to see and taking a step further we'll do sentiment analysis so we can tell them exactly how many people what percent of people are actually loving the ad or creating advocacy for the brand Uh, the number of people that are more of a participatory like uh, if somebody tagged a friend in a post that's often what we consider participatory or negative. Uh, that's sometimes like, oh, I don't actually like these shoes that I just right, saw right. on my feed. Or like, why is this here? Uh, that kind of thing. And how large is it Influential? We have three offices and I believe we're at about 75 people total.
1: And where are the three offices? We have New York, Las Vegas and L.A. And in L.A., you guys are in Beverly Hills. And what would you say the culture is like working there? The culture is really great. I've
0: sincerely enjoy working for the company it's all very young people as you might expect in a startup and we all really expect each other's work and have come to you know depend on each other uh, for what we need and if we're ever looking for help or uh, tips anything we can depend on each other it's also fun like we all get along very well how do you continue
1: to mold your Your ability to do your job, how do you continue to become better and better at it? What resources do you access in order to gain more insight, skill, year after year? I think my largest resource is probably the people I work
0: with. They have come from various other positions in media companies, non-media companies, um, and they all have something I can learn. And that, I think, is the biggest resource for developing my own skills but also looking at uh, trades or uh, reports on the industry put out by some of our vendors or by even competitors. It's all good to learn more about what you're doing and how you can do it better.
1: What would you say is the thing that just when you wake up in the morning, you get the most geeked out over what you do professionally? What do you most look forward to every day? I think I
0: must look forward to probably showing clients what they can do better and sometimes they don't realize what they're doing and it's probably the most rewarding when we're in a client call and we're delivering these results and they say wow we're gonna go change that right now and so we know that the work that we're doing has an immediate effect um or when a client comes back and says hey we want a a deal for all of next year hey we want to do another campaign with you guys the return it was really fun.
1: And who do you serve? Who's your ideal client? Uh, what Can you give a, walk us through for everyone listening if they're the right fit for what you're offering? And then also, what kind of results have you gotten some of your other clients or who have some of your other clients been?
0: Yeah, so we have clients in pretty much every industry. We have uh, large banks as clients, CPG, um, other media brands, and a lot of entertainment just being based in L.A., and I would say the ideal client is probably a client that is willing to give us guidelines, but let us do what we do because we do it best. Uh, and while we love to get consideration and we can meet all the asks from a client, sometimes they may, you know, ask for something that's not really necessary, or uh, ask for an influencer that's out of their league, or. Um, a multitude of things and i think the right client makes the deal a partnership in which we're both giving and we're both making something new
1: totally i i, I love that term co-creation my business mentor deborah taught me that term and it sounds like you co-create with your clients as well and what what especially i especially mean, because it's such a new space
0: Oh, a lot of them a lot yeah. of them have no
1: idea what they're doing or they haven't done an influencer campaign. Totally. What is an influencer campaign?
0: An influencer campaign would be, for example, if a shoe company wanted to get the word out about some new shoes, they would come to us and they would say, hey, uh, we have these shoes. We think we know our audience. Can you help us find some influencers that will help us reach that audience? And so they'll give us, and I don't think I've talked about this yet, but... Uh, Our claim to fame is that we have a partnership with IBM Watson. And so we can define exactly the personality traits within each brand, within each influencer. And so we can pair them in a way that uh, creates a synchronicity. And in doing that, we can reach the people that the brand wants to reach.
1: And who is the right fit? Like, Is a startup too small? Or at what stage of a company can they afford to hire you?
0: I think it depends on what they want. Uh, we're not we're not a, a cheap, fast solution. If you want something done, sometimes you're going to have to pay a little more. Uh, we do campaigns from the you know from a, a pretty low price point to up to like a million. So it really depends on the client and what exactly they
1: want. No, that makes a lot of sense. I want to get more into your personal journey. I'd love for anyone listening wanting to get into the same role that you have. Maybe they're in school right now or they're in high school mm-hmm. and they are are listening to your story and you're being somewhat of a silent mentor to them. They're like, if she can do it, so can I. And so I want them to really understand your journey and how you acquired the information and the, the education to be able to master your role today and to continue to become more and more seasoned year after year. Um, if if someone were coming out of school right now, wh- where would you tell them to start?
0: Well, I think coming out of school, you're going to have a hard time uh, finding and uh, developing a role if you're just starting to think about it. But Um, hopefully you're still in school and you have some time to get some of those valuable internships or just learning experiences under your belt before you have to actually pay your way. Uh, That's one thing that I did. I had all the jobs, all of the internships that I could take on, um, and that helped me figure out exactly what I wanted to do. Because oftentimes in school, you're not really going to learn what you need to succeed in a job. It's all about experience. and if I could start again. I would probably try to find a, a part-time job and not just an in internships, although, although internships are the next best. right. Uh, just start as soon as you can getting experience, and that's because that's really what companies want and they value. And sometimes that experience is making things for yourself. So if you have some coding skills, figure out how you can, you know draw in sentiment analysis from Twitter. That is a really cool thing to be able to say you've done. And one thing that I still do today is constantly learn, constantly ask, don't ever uh, don't ever get relaxed or else you're not learning anything. You're not growing. You're not developing as a person. So always
1: ask the people around you, research, read books. Do what you can to learn. I, I think that's something that comes up a lot is internship. And I think especially where we're, Where we are as a society, we want quick fixes or we want to move forward fast. And I think that um, it gets missed on how important it is to take baby steps forward and really invest yourself and cultivate your work ethic and and learn how to be the best team player that you can be. Because we live in a very me, me, me world, right? Especially with social. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Literally what it's about. Yeah. And so from a professional standpoint, that actually won't get you ahead. It's more about we and team and and truly cultivating your professionalism to help a whole system, a whole train move forward instead of just yourself.
0: I totally agree. I have a team of three right now, including me and We've grown the department in ways that would have not been possible had we not been working together. Um, it's the social intelligence in my department only started probably about six, seven months ago. And everything that we've done, we've done together and we've worked on together. Every iteration of a deliverable to a client gets improved upon by whoever's working on it or whichever client, you know, says, hey, can we? We figure out how to do this, and we say yes, and we figure out how to do it for them. Anything else that you want to say before we wrap up? I'm open to anybody that wants to talk to me about my experiences um, or anything, really. Um, I'd love to meet everyone that's listening. Uh, Please find me on, you know, LinkedIn, on social. It's Leanna Purcell. Can you spell it for them? Everywhere, yeah. Uh, It's L-E-A-H-N-A-P-U-R-C-E-L-L.
1: Thanks so much for hanging out with the We Are LA Tech podcast. Tune in to more fabulous women in tech here in Los Angeles. And I will talk to you guys, see you guys, hear you guys on the next episode. Be sure to say hello at We Are LA Tech on the socials. Bye. Bye. Every startup and tech company is after one main thing creating a company culture, I'd like to introduce you to Poppin. Poppin is more than just a popular furniture company. They are a culture creator. They think about culture for a tech company from their design to the functionality of all their furniture. Poppin's main mission is to create an atmosphere where we together can work happy. Poppin.com. P-O-P-P-I-N.com.